Welcome to Lessons in Life and Love with Rihanna Milne, where we show you how to have the positive mindset for success in all life areas. It's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 7 of the Lessons in Life and Love podcast. I'm your host and global life and love coach, Rihanna Milne. I'm all about helping you transform your life in all areas into one that you're passionate about and to help you attract and have the love that you deserve. I'm on a mad mission to change the way the world loves. So you'll learn how to have emotionally healthy, evolved and conscious love and how to avoid toxic, painful and traumatic relationships, which are just too prevalent today. It's time to help you create the life you desire and have the love you deserve. So if you have a personal concern, I invite you to meet with me for a Life and Love Transformation Discovery Session this week. Just sign up at my website, rihannamilne.com. So let's dive in, Love Angels and Transformers. Our show today is a show that is hosted by both myself and Shelby Frenette of TravelFun.biz. We're talking about singles life and singles taking cruises which I was on her singles cruise. She was the host with her travel company in January of 2023. And since then, I had such a great time. I decided to become an agent for myself with my company, RomanceInternationalTravel.com. That's been in existence 16 years as a travel blog to help Shelby do great singles trips around the world. So you're going to hear me being interviewed mostly by Shelby for her podcast called Dating Coach Tells All. So enjoy the show, and I think you'll learn a whole lot of information from both Shelby and I. Be sure to check out all the upcoming cruises and trips this year at RomanceInternationalTravel.com and TravelFun.biz. Everyone, welcome back to Cruise Director, the podcast with the most information about all the cruising and the singles. We're so excited to have you. Very, very excited to have a special guest today, Coach Rihanna Milne. Everybody clap your hands. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. (laughs) This woman was selected as one of the top coaches to follow in 2022 by Wealth Insider Magazine and is also featured in Forbes Magazine and Business Success Magazine. She is a certified global life love trauma recovery and mindset coach, advanced certification clinical trauma and addictions professional, number one best-selling author, and the host of her podcast called Lessons in Life and Love, an educational speaker, a licensed mental health counselor for over 23 years, living in Palm Beach County, Florida, and I have her here with me personally. Brianna, it's <laughs> hey. so nice to have you. Thank you for having me, Shelby. It's great to be here, and I'm so happy to have you for my show today as well. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We spent actually three days together on yes, a single sailing, so we have a lot <laughs> to talk about. Uh, you presented on that sailing as well. You had a, a little teaser of um, an entry, which I thought went amazing. Most of the people had more questions when you left, which is always asking them, begging for more info, which is awesome. And I have some questions for you. Sure. There's so much to teach. Like, 10, 15 minutes. It was like that. It was, you know? it was, it was very quick. It was a quick cruise. So we have to do another one, a longer yeah, one. I would love to. <laughs> so a couple of questions I have for you. Number one, you specialize in those who have experienced childhood trauma. So how does that hold one back from having a life and love relationship that everybody really dreams of? Yes. Well, in 2021, it was proven by research that 100% of us have unhealed childhood traumas. Now, when I first started my research in 2012, we had 90% admit that they could identify 
one to three of the top 10 traumas that I have on my childhood trauma checklist. So that was the first time I was really getting deep into the research. And more and more of both my therapy clients and my coaching clients, if we did not heal the original childhood traumas, then they kept bringing what we call behavioral norms and patterns that don't serve them into their adult love relationships. So it's super important that we heal those and they become what we call their unconscious, right? Because these are norms that they just do because they grew up learning this. This was normalized behavior. Let's say, for example, someone grew up, their parents would handle an issue by yelling. Yeah. So that person's either bound to yell or if they tried speaking up, they would be yelled at too and say, we don't want to hear from you. You have nothing to say, go to your room. So that person would be more quiet when it comes to an adult issue, shut down, maybe even be passive aggressive. So these are the norms that don't service in an adult conscious, emotionally healthy relationship. So that's why we have to heal those that we grew up with. So I love this specific uh, question that you mentioned or, or specific situation with yelling at your kids. What are your suggestions when the kids aren't doing what they're supposed to? Because well, I raised two I, daughters. You have two. I have one, one son. <laughs> Tell me okay. more. Okay. <laughs> two daughters, 39 and 40 now, six grandchildren. Wow. It's funny when I did a podcast with my daughter, Alexi Panos, who is a well-known global coach about parenting skills. She goes, mom, I never remember you yelling at me. Not once. Wow. So this is again, conscious children raising, right? Our job as parents is to teach the children in a different and better way. And you hear our adults say, well, you should know better. Well, no, they shouldn't because <laughs> they're kids. They right. don't know better. They so haven't the learned. Word, yeah. Discipline is actually from the Bible. It means to teach. So our job is to teach them. So if we're yelling at the kids or we're teaching them is if I have a problem, yell about it. When you teach them instead, okay, we all make mistakes. And what one to two ideas can you come up with to remedy the situation? Yeah. And now we're teaching life skills, which is under the mindset for success skills in my Love Beyond Your Dreams book. This is very important skills. And when you teach them to believe in themselves, believe in their dreams, know how to communicate, work through issues that are bound to come up in all our lives. Yeah. Now you're teaching skills that they will take into adulthood with them. And it's so cool to see my daughters now teaching their kids right. the same way. My daughter does not yell at her kids. Who taught you? My own method. Wow. I learned mindset when I was 16. I wanted to go to a counselor when my best friend was killed by a drunk driver. Oh, and dear. it was a huge loss for me. Sure. And my mom says, so no sorry. one in this family will ever go to a counselor. And I said, well, oh. then I will grow up and become one. So that was my mindset. And the only way I could get guidance was from studying the masters. So I was reading like the Dalai Lama, Deepak Chopra, Marin Williamson, Tony Robbins, these yeah, three masters. Or three or, four, is, three yeah. or four of those I'm very familiar with. <laughs> and mindset, right? Mm -hmm. So once I learned mindset in my 20s, I started teaching that myself. And as a matter of fact, I was a college professor in my 20s teaching business success, PR, marketing, and so forth using mindset because people might have done the duties to have a business, but if they didn't believe in themselves right. and have the mindset for success, they weren't going to be successful. I agree. Have you ever done the uh, Ultimate Power Workshop with Tony yes. Robbins? Yeah, yes. me too. I did too. walk on the hot coals. I did it too. Was fabulous. Yeah, it was great. My yeah. husband did as well. Yeah, it was very cool. We shared that. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, that was a really transformative um, weekend for him. For me, I didn't want my feet to get burned, but I didn't. I was, me either. Yeah. I said, I'm a dancer. Right, so me too. Like, that was my same to totally thing. I got to get I into teach, mindset. <laughs> I teach fitness and dance. I'm yeah. like, I don't even, like, you don't understand my feet. I value them. Like, it's not about 
the scariness. I just don't want to get blisters. Right. Because <laughs> it's going to hold you down. But I didn't get blisters. I can't believe I no, did it. No, it was quite amazing. It really the, was. How the mind is so powerful, right? It really, so. really, really was. Yeah. Uh, that's very cool. Um, okay, so let's ask you, uh, what are the top 10 childhood traumas? I mean, you, you okay. have like, you can just melt sure. them off. Yes, so. I can. Yeah, I'd Just like to hear that. Maybe first, I'll interrupt you, though, while you do it, because sure. if, sent, if any of them hit home, I might go, oh, what do you think? Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. So here's the top 10. I just want to preface that there are more. Of course. Childhood trauma goes through at least three generations. So if you recognize some in your life, it doesn't mean we're broken. It just means this is what we experienced. And we were children. You can't control your environment when you're a child. And it's not about blame or shame at this point of yourself or your parent. Okay. So the first one, and this could be any childhood experience in or outside of the home. So the first one is if you grew up around any addiction. So there's 12 addictions, drugs, alcohol, sex, meaning you knew your parent was a cheater, porn use, gambling, hoarding, spending, eating, gaming, TV watching, social media addiction, or gaming. Okay, right. So there's the top 12. Of the top 12 addictions of the top yes, one. Yes, of the okay. top one. Got it, okay. got it. There's subcategories here. <laughs> Number two is verbal messaging. So did you hear the words, I love you, or get compliments from your parents? Or did you hear, well, you did your best time, but that's still not good enough. Mm -hmm. Or you look fat in that, you should change your outfit. Mm. These are kind of what we call verbal put downs or verbal slights that make us feel not good enough. So what were your verbal messaging also, the patterns, again, of your parents, how did they handle an issue? What did you witness there? Right. Number three is emotional abuse or neglect. Number four is any physical abuse hitting, rape, or molestation. Mm. The next one is abandonment. There's two types, fault or no fault. So a no fault abandonment would be if a parent died early or had to go serve in the military. They had to leave the family. A fault abandonment is never being involved in the child's life or being there temporarily until the couple broke up and then you were erratic. It also means a parent could have been in the home, but not emotionally attached. Mm. You know, not going to their kids' sporting events or plays. Or right, right, right. Shows. Not being present, you right, mean. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay, the next one is if you had to go live in another person's house, you were adopted or part of the foster care system. Okay, number seven, most people can relate to. It's called personal trauma. So did you feel different in any way? Did you grow up a chubby child or skinny and gawky and call it a nerd? Or were the only African-American in all Caucasian school? Or maybe coming out LGBT? Just not feeling included. Yeah, like in a, gay yeah. or lesbian mm -hmm. and coming out not being accepted by right. your peer group or family. Mm -hmm. Any way you felt different. Number eight is sibling trauma. So they could have teased and bullied you. Most often your sibling you perceive to be the golden child, the favored one. So more pretty or handsome, the star student or the star athlete. Or they might have been born with a medical condition which commanded more of mom's and dad's right, time. Right, 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 which is okay. happening more and more these days. Yes, right. That's really becoming a thing. And then trauma nine is two parts. Actually, trauma 11 had to come down because one is community trauma. That's where COVID falls in. It impacts the community at large. I feel traumatized. Yes. <laughs> our school shootings, our mass mm. shootings, flood, fire, hurricane, our Mother Nature events. Okay, so that's all under community, and that's tied to family trauma because what happens in the community impacts the family, as we're seeing now post-COVID, right? This is also if you grow up in a dangerous neighborhood, if you grow up with a lot of lack messages, we don't have the money for this or that, and you always thought the family is struggling. Right, right. Um, military families moving every two to four four years here in the U.S. That puts the child as the new kid in school yep. constantly. Mm -hmm. So, And then the last one is mental health issues in mom or dad. The most difficult for children to navigate is bipolar and borderline personality, 
briefly borderline is real erratic moods. When they're good, they're great. When they're bad, they're horrid. And bipolar is manic depressive. So depression can show up as anger or emotional. Yeah, I've had a couple friends that close friends that were bipolar and uh just as a friend, it's a, it's hard it to be hard. a friend yeah. that because you're like it's so hot and cold and yes. th- there's there's distance um, very quickly and and un you know unpredictably exactly yeah yeah exactly. I can see that those are that I think that hits everybody at some point there's so some most home. people recognize one to three when I do a life and love transformation discovery session and ask a series of questions we usually identify one or two more yeah it becomes so normalized that people don't even see that as a Trauma no, of course. It's how you live. Yeah, my mom. Yeah. So I, I'll share one of my traumas. That, and if you'd like to share one of yours, we'd love to hear a little sure. bit more because we kind of go deep on our podcast. I try to be um, re- real, you okay, know, like sure. authentic. Um, so whatever you're comfortable with. Do you feel like you have tried everything? Self-help books, therapy, relationship summits, retreats, online courses, podcasts, but you still struggle with toxic love, attracting narcissistic partners, ongoing anxiety, depression, codependency, love addiction, stress, moodiness, lack of hope, feeling stuck in your career, and you just can't seem to get love right. It's time to heal your unconscious behavioral patterns caused by unhealed childhood trauma. I'm Rihanna Milne, the love trauma recovery expert and certified life and love coach who helps thousands around the world, and I can help you too. I specialize in helping adults heal from unconscious childhood and love relationship traumas, emotional triggers, and dysfunctional behavioral patterns, which have been impacting them negatively in life, love, or business, to transform and create the life they desire and to have the love they deserve. Talk to me today at RihannaMilne.com. My mom was a raging alcoholic. Like It was so sad. Yeah, I didn't know until I was about five or six, I started to identify because... I remember being like, couldn't get into the house. She had locked me out by mistake. Mm. And so I'm like five years old. I had thought, okay. I remember thinking this so Aww. vividly too. I was like, I'll just, I'll sleep in the garden next to the kitchen window. Cause mommy does the dishes in the morning and she'll see Aww. me there. And she did. And then of course she came running out and she was so mortified. And I was like, it's okay, oh mom. It was, it was nice out. I was all like, it's fine. See how the child tries <laughs> to keep the peace, but it's still such a vivid memory to you. Like oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And those yeah. types of things happened. There's other stories but a couple big ones that I, my grandmother would say Shelby was always taking care of Linda oh yeah I was always protecting her yeah I was yes. always like no she's fine and uh, people wouldn't finally like my dad would get very upset and my then my stepdad and who is amazing and I was like why are you mad at mommy you know and, uh-huh. and there was like she's drinking and I'm like no she's not I would defend her <laughs> yeah. and I remember one time them grabbing the bottle out of like the underwear drawer where bottles should never uh, be right. <laughs> and him like shaking it and oh. me being like wow that's that's a lie and I remember yeah. not liking that like I didn't like the lying but the the lying can Continued. That's what we call ACOA, adult child of an alcoholic. And mm. then I added or other trauma because what you experience is what we would call big T trauma, big events that you would remember like being locked out all night, which is mm-hmm. frightening as hell for a child, right? And then most people would say, well, trauma, I was in a car accident mm. or experienced right. rape, right? right. They are big T traumas. But these, the little T traumas are these emotional events that are ongoing, mm-hmm. like this ongoing covering for mom, 
you know, seeing the lies, but trying to make sure the peace was still there in the household. Right. And that's what children do. Yeah. yeah. I would do a lot of performing, which actually, now that I think about it, that's very interesting. <laughs> that's, that's how, how I ended up the character's director. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, because it would it would lighten the mood, you know, and uh, I could sing and dance. And also, tell- Shelby, here, I'll analyze you a little bit. A cruise director has a lot of control. Mm. personal control and control over, over the environment. This will happen now, right? Right. This, this, and this. Adults crave control when they did not have it as a child. Oh, that's interesting. And it works great in business, but not in love. Yeah. So you don't want to control your partner. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's pretty deep. I don't think I want to control my partner, but my son, definitely, that's a hardship for me. He's 14 now. I, not that I want control. I just want him to make good choices. But when he makes bad ones, I feel out of control. Uh huh. And that's what we talked about before the show. Like, how do you talk with a child to make sure? Now, there's some yelling girl in yeah. my house. You don't want to yell because <laughs> he's, he's going to then turn around and yell at his partner, yeah. right? When he gets older. So, we have to model as adults what we want our kids to do. It's more communication through the issue and let him coming up with the, the solutions himself. Right. Because when he's on his own, that's what he's going to have to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah we try that. We do. Uh, he, he has great um, advice of what he thinks should happen as far as representation. Percussions. I always let him choose his punishment, but uh, he doesn't really follow through, and he doesn't seem to change behavior. So I'm not sure. <laughs> well, how I do work with that. teenagers globally, ah, age 16 and up. Very so good. Well, I'm he's totally almost there. Online. <laughs> well, that's amazing. Um, thank you for that. Sure. Uh, is there anything you wanted to share about your traumas as a as oh, kind of what several. came you made you who you are today? The, well, I recognized that I was bullied. I was a tall, mm. skinny, gawky kid. I was bullied okay, too. Okay, so I was bullied. That was easy to recognize. I did recognize my mom was of the generation where they often did not tell their kids that they loved them. Oh, yeah. That's so a weird thing. See, I, I never, I never had a problem. My mother loved me more than <clears throat> anything. Mm-hmm. That's why I knew I couldn't save anyone from addiction. That's like, right. You can't. You can't. Like, you can't love anyone through an addiction. No, you, you can't. Like, And I said, if there's no one that would love me more than my mother, and if she couldn't stop because of me, then no one. Yeah, So I've, exactly. I've walked out of a few really good relationships because you I recognized to. that. You and, have to recognize it earlier. Yeah. Though, so yeah. you're not getting hurt. This right. is what we call recognizing an emotionally healthy partner before you get too involved or intimately right. involved. Right. Right. You take your time. Anyway, so. sorry, I interrupted. So <laughs> okay. you had the bullying. Yeah, I had mm-hmm. the bullying. I did not hear I love you. I never heard compliments. The first time I got a compliment when my book Love Beyond Your Dreams went to a number one bestseller and it's picked up on Barnes and Noble stores. Jesus. That was like a huge goal for me. Right. And, and she, she finally goes, recognized that one. It's actually really good. I'm wow. Like, oh my gosh. Wow. Thanks, Mom. You know, I finally got a compliment. Right. I have a father like that. I have two <laughs> fathers. One of them raised me, my stepdad, um, he's passed. Um, but my real dad was like I don't think I've really got and a compliment. It's always been backhanded. Yeah. So, so I, I understand that too. But that I did teach her to say the words, I love you. Oh, and when good. you learn this system that I teach my clients, they actually do go back and help bridge that gap with their parents and teach them what their parents never got. Because mm. I asked, why don't you say the words I love you? She goes, well, I didn't hear those words. Those words aren't comfortable for me. We grew up in the Great Depression. Right, that's so a different time. People in my cohort, right, my peers, was on the beach with nine people. They all said, we didn't hear the words I love you. All my age are a little older. Wow. It's really interesting. And interesting. then another one I didn't notice right away. We didn't know it as a family, but my dad was CIA and FBI, and he oh was gone gosh. a lot. So I remember asking, when's dad coming home? Where's right. dad? My mom said, well, I don't know secretive, where he is. I'm secretive, like, right. Well, why do you not know where right. dad is? Is right? right? Uncertainty, come, as uncertainty. Tony Robbins mentions a lot, the exactly. uncertainty. So those are a few of mine. That's yeah. interesting. 
Very cool. Yeah. Can you give us some examples of like destructive self-sabotaging patterns that emerge, especially with the dating yeah, scenes? Yeah, let's it, talk it, about it, what happens in love. Girl. Yeah, what exactly, happens. exactly. Because I do all the single sailings and you help all the singles and couples. And I, I just think it, this is a really good subject matter for all of our Sure, people. sure. Okay, so the problem is when these are not healed, there's many dynamics that come up. What could have come up for you being that you were always trying to please a difficult parent is what we call people pleasing. Mm. This happens with a lot of women. So they will overly please their partner. And then I hear later, like a woman saying, I totally lost who I was. Mm -hmm. I have no life. Mm -hmm. I do everything for my husband and my kids. I do nothing for myself. Mm -hmm. So people pleasing is a big one. I hear in a lot of men, jealousy and control. This is usually men that did not get those kudos from the girls. They had crushes on girls. The girls broke their hearts, right? So they didn't feel good enough or the messaging. So it's a between trauma seven and trauma two, the verbal messaging, or not feeling good enough as a teenage boy. You know, they all go through their awkward stage. And then they would have jealousy and control. Blame is a part of this. Addiction starts in the teenage years when they're trying to escape the family dynamic. Lying and sociopathy is on the high end of the scale when there's a lot of the traumas, usually nine or 10. There's a lot of fear of doing wrong. There's people using charm and manipulation to get their way. So let's say they had a very difficult family structure, and if they brought home a C or lower, they would get beat that day. So they would charm their teachers to get a better grade. Right. Right. So they learn if survival. I'm a charmer, survival. it's survival. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, unrealistic false expectations of your partner that can really ruin relationships. I want to stop there. Okay. There's because I feel like when I watch, because I watch a lot of people date, I mean, I don't think there's anyone that's seen more people in life dating from afar, from a bird's eye view, because I have, you know, hundreds and, well, thousands of singles over the years. And I have seven days usually to watch them and talk with them. And, and they come back and report a lot of times because I am a vault. I am yeah. like loyal as the day is long. <laughs> and a lot of times the things that I hear, especially from women, is like unrealistic expectations. And yes. like they're trying to knock off boxes within the first three days of a cruise. And I'm like, seriously. Or the like, first couple of days. Yeah, it's, which is kind of the same thing. I always yes. call it, like, it's like dog years on a cruise ship. <laughs> you know, you true. spend a, a week it with someone, quick. it's like a month because <laughs> you have yes. all that con concentrated time. This unrealistic expectations of a lot of the women that I'm getting feedback from, and, and I'm not a psychologist. I did minor in psych, but I'm there as their cruise director. So I try to guide, but I'm not trying. That's why I'm going to be there with you on the Yes, that's going to be amazing. <laughs> I'd love to, like, oh, let me help you. I dated until I was 35. We didn't get married until I was 35. And my husband and I have a very interesting background because we met when we were in our 20s right. and dated very seriously for about six years. Then we took a six-year sabbatical because he had to sort his life out and become an adult. Okay. <laughs> and uh, as I say, like men are like a fine wine. <laughs> Sometimes they need to be aged. I did date a lot. Like I, I'm not someone that doesn't have dating experience. Um, I was only married when I was 35 and I was very serious about who I dated and I was very good at dating. I could identify problems pretty quick, but I wasn't intolerant. Like I understood that you know, we all have things that mm -hmm. we're going through and there's got to be some deal breakers, but it seems like the list of deal breakers gets very, very high as we get older. And sometimes I think it's unrealistic expectations with women. Well, it, I also see the men have unrealistic expectations. Well, that, I was going like to get to that too. the third date, we should be sleeping together. Yeah, no. day five, forget it. If you're not sleeping with but you, that's I'm a, not interested. That's a good qualifier, I always thought. I made people wait 30 days. Even when I was living on the cruise ship with Joel, he always laughed. They go, how could you let your wife host single sailings and be married? And he's like, 
he, she's not an escort. She's right, she's the cruise right. director, and yeah. you got thirty days. I know you're not going to wait. <laughs> it's funny. The men will try. They will desire it. And that's, that's fine. Part of their human yeah. nature. All right. That's so, a compliment. And yes, <laughs> as long we can as they take it that way. But then us women have choices, mm-hmm. right? So it's really important. This is where I see a lot of women making a ton of mistakes by getting intimate early, and then they expect the relationship to happen afterwards. Right. Right. Which means they're going for the icing on the cake, and they have not built the cake, which is the foundation. Person. Me and you right. and I, I, so, I directly, I completely concur. Yeah. So this is, you know, part of the dating skills that I teach my clients. Yes. You know, make them change wait. that up. <laughs> well, it's not a game. Well, it's, it's really building the friendship it first is. and it, really enjoying each other. And I agree. Seeing, you know, do I see a future with this person? If not, that's cool. We'll be in friend zone. Right. But if I do, then let's keep going and let's build that deeper ask some important questions of each other, get to know each other. Not, In other words, it's not all fun and games and social time. You've got to have some couple time and really well, have some good is, conversations. Absolutely. And I say this a lot with the men. Men are built to chase. I mean, if you just look at back in the day, in the 20s and 30s with the big parties, with the big rich mansion parties, they would literally have like a chasing game. <laughs> That's what the rich did because yeah. they know it's just fun to chase. Yeah. And, and I think ultimately men are wired to chase. And when they get the prize too quick, they didn't earn it. That's right. And it's well, not- this goes back to caveman. Yes, brain. absolutely. Okay, so cavemen are made to procreate the race, so they right. cannot help it that they have this five-second rule, like, "Oh, I like her. I'm yeah. gonna have a second date with her before she even says hello." So that's why I say, ladies, you got to look sharp, right? Oh, I for mean, sure. It is an attention and attraction game, and the men can't help it. But men, you have to understand, the women were made to carry the offspring. So we desire safety. Right. Right. So women are jumping ahead of really feeling safe. And this is when then the neediness comes in. Absolutely. Chasing her, chasing him and yeah. the desperation, which is not attractive. It's not. For the guy. And yes, he has to win you what we call from the pack. P-A-C-K, the pack of men that yep. might be interested. So when he does, he feels like he's won his prize. Absolutely. Right? So that 100%. is the psychology. It is the psychology. And, behind dating successfully. And I always say, you know, if they're going to not wait, then they are not the one. And first of all, usually right. when I make them wait 30 days, I've often found like, oh, I don't want to waste a number on this dude anyway. <laughs> you know, like that's how I felt like, oh, thank goodness I waited. And the ones that wouldn't wait that I really did like, that I was like, oh, kind of hurt. Naturally, you're always hurt when you're rejected or some other floozy comes around. I thought, well, this is a good riddance because if you can't like hang out with me for 30 days and me be your number one priority, yeah. how the hell are we going to bring a, like a lifetime into this? <laughs> like that's not safe at all. So it was like good. It was like a really good, you know, red flag. I was like, oh, good lie. Hi, singles. Are you really ready to have a love relationship? If you're not sure, it's time for you to take the love test. Couples, you're in an exclusive relationship. Do you or your partners have any of the red flags you should be concerned about? Do you think you or they have childhood trauma? Go to RihannaMilne.com and do the free love tests. There are tests there for both singles and couples. If you have any concerns after taking those tests and reviewing the answers, then sign up for a Life and Love Transformation Discovery Session and Assessment. This is a private session with me where I go over your love tests and get to the bottom of where you're stuck and what the next best move would be to get you on your way to having that life that you desire and the love that you deserve. It's time to learn how to move forward to reach all your goals and dreams. Go to RihannaMilne.com, my website, and sign up for the free love test or simply just directly go to the Life and Love Transformation Discovery Session tab. 
And I look forward to meeting with you to see how I can help you best. Our mindset is, thank you, God, for showing us he's not the one. Next. Exactly. Thank you, next. Thank you, next. The world is really abundant. Yes, it is. There's plenty of people to love. And the ones that aren't working out, keep them as your deep friend. Yeah. Because they may have some relationship anxiety and not really be ready, but still really adore you as a person. Correct. Correct. So keep the friendship going and still enjoy them. You know, you don't have to like, okay, so he's out of my life. Unless, of course, he does something what is not nicer. He's nasty to you. Correct. You know what I mean? I totally do know what you mean. And if if they're not ready, then that's okay. Put them in friend zone. Right. Put them in the friend zone. And you never know. He might have a referral friend. That's true too. You never know. <laughs> I know I interrupted your answers though with That's this right. with, with the the sabotaging. Okay, so we were I think on the third sabotage. Uh, sexual control, only falling in love by chemistry, which we mentioned. You know, self sacrificing and not having enough self love, confidence, and self esteem because you have to go out there dating really feeling like you are the best package out there. Yes. You have to go out with confidence, loving your life. There's 10 areas on a checklist that I have that people can get on my website, rihannamilne.com for free. It's called the Dating Readiness Quiz. I love it. And are you an 8, 9, or 10? And if you're under that, that's what we work on together with my clients. So you really have to feel ready for that relationship, for that commitment yourself. So your life is totally 100% together before trying to go out and date. I totally agree. Let's finish up with a couple of just real life examples. You can ask me some questions. Was it your first single sailing with me? It was. Oh, so (laughs) travelfun.biz, you know, we sell all travel, but we also specialize in single sailings and we had a 169 singles. Uh, This was like a 50s plus uh, singles cruise. Most of the time we have um, 40s plus. We were so delighted to meet you and have you. And we even had a little bit of time at the end to hear from you, which is how we got connected, which was awesome. But just as a passenger, I would love to hear what you thought it was going to be like and what you felt like it actually was like. That's just those two things. Okay. I knew a couple people who were going to be on the cruise. Mm-hmm. I knew like four people. Right. And I am very socially confident and outgoing. And I'm also comfortable with my alone time. Yeah. They were all doing a party at a bar like at 11 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I want to go shopping in Nassau. Yeah. You know, and that's what my, I, my thing was. I wanted to go and do that. And I was I had a beautiful day doing that. Then came back and joined the group. So I think if you're confident, and I'm a world traveler, yeah, too, you, so I'm you so love used traveling. To it. I mean, I love you love cruises. traveling so much. You're traveling with us, and yes. now you're part of the team. I love it. Right. What I liked was that everybody was really friendly and yeah. opening to everyone. That's is that and what you thought it was going to be like? I would think so. Okay. You know, you're a great person. You're socially outgoing. You know, oh, I assumed you. you had command of the parties. Well, and I think everything. It so. does. It does matter that it's not the host show, but it's the lead. It sets the tone. Uh, absolutely. And I try to really be inclusive. And when it's not inclusive, because I have had other experiences where people get pretty clicky. And for instance, like you go into a dining room, we have all these seats and people are like, that save, that save, that save. And I'll do the hard work and go up to them and be like, listen, I know it's your vacation. I want you to sit wherever you want. But if you want to like sit with a bunch of people, you got to bring them a half an hour early and walk in together and sit down because just remember high school. I don't want it to be like that. Like yeah. there's nobody at the lunch table. Like that's not cool. It's not okay on my watch. Like I'm here to make sure everybody it plays nice. <laughs> but I think people should come on and expect, okay, everything's going to be done for me. Right. I really don't. I think you need to come on outgoing, friendly, 
we have a, a thing, just say hello. I got engaged twice just by saying hello to someone on the beach. And say hello and smile. Lot. That's my that's my entry for people, my tips. I'm, have great I don't energy. have your background, but I tell them just a smile and say hello. Don't make it so freaking complicated. It's not complicated, <laughs> you know, but say that's hello. where that confidence, self-love comes in, yeah. right? And if you don't feel that, it's okay, let's fix it yeah. before yeah. enter into something right. like this. Because you can't sit back and expect everyone to come to you and say, that wasn't fun. Nobody talked to me. Right. Well, you you know, have to say you hello. Say hello to anyone. Yeah, yeah, and, and I agree with you too because we um every now and again travel fund generally pulls in the more confident uh, traveler. There's other companies that just kind of go for the cheapest bottom barrel, and I think that kind of actually brings in sort of people with more emotional issues. Okay. Like, but our people are very outgoing and, and they understand that they have to make a little bit of a step forward. But we just try to provide the environment for it to be authentic. Yeah. And, and so to, it was a great time. I was glad I was a part of being able to get up and speak to the singles. Yeah. I think they were kind of shocked. Wait, she was the one dancing all right, day we, with a DJ exactly. in the pool in her bikini. Wait, she's an expert in coaching and <laughs> dating? Who knew? But that's today's so I life. I think that was kind of fun. We should be able to be every part of us. I don't like when myself as a businesswoman, how they kind of put you in a box and they're like, acting like back I refuse the, to be in a box me too, me too like you <laughs> know we get along so well <laughs> I think so I remember back in the day when I started with cruise directing I mean they made us wear these manly suits I mean they just had a Aww. skirt that was down to my knees and I was like man I don't feel feminine and it wasn't allowed now that I own the company sometimes I'm a cruise director in a bikini and I'm like if that ain't suiting for you you're not good for travel <laughs> fun like it. you gotta be sexy sassy and classy that's what I that's want it. perfect so that for my listeners I wanted them to know you a little bit more so this is Shelby Frenette, everyone. Friend, she is the owner of Solo Travel Experts of TravelFun.biz. And they have over 500 cruises hosted, tons of them, not just the islands, all the way around the world. Thousands of singles are a part of her group, and she has tons of fun events. So she's known as the real life Julie McCoy from The Love Boat. Yes, when you go on this, you definitely can have The Love Boat. I yeah, experienced that a little you bit. You did got, experience that. I'm Tell us more, Rihanna. Hell no. Oh, come on. Well, you no, can at least I'm not say- saying anything, but you- I got to tell you, I had quite a good time. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and Annette, I'll take it. I'll take that's it. That's it. It was a success. The it love was boat a, was it a was success. It was a success, yes. But I want to ask you, so my listeners understand, how do singles benefit by investing in single sailing? Like, yeah. What are some of the things so, that you want to mention? Thank you. So um, you can follow my podcast at Cruise Director, by the way, too, because I go into a really deep, like, what is a single sailing like? <clears throat> but I, I always tell people if I'm giving the two minute pitch. It's nice to be able to be a single person that is able to be around people that travel. And it's not such an interview style experience. It's not an interview style experience at all. And I try to prevent that because I know when I was dating um, up in my thirties, like it was just getting crazy where I'd sit down and they would just interview me. And I'm like, we didn't even have a drink. Like this is not fun. And I am one to want to get to the point too. believe (laughs) me. I'm like, let's get to the point, but not on a date. Like it's just, it should be fun. I think that's lost in all of our apps. I think the the chemistry, the excitement of of everything has been lost in making all these patterns of these checkboxes. I want, you know, under six to over. Fun and dancing and hanging out. Yes, hanging out. And so when you're over 40, I tell people either your friends are either married or broke most of the time and you still want to travel. So this gives you a great opportunity to not just be around other singles. So you're not on a 
ship with a bunch of couples and families running around. You have a group of people. You can do what you want. You don't have to do everything that they do. You can do your own thing as well. And I think a lot of people over 40 that are single are like at that point where they want some me time and they want to yeah. drive their life. But there's always that person to rub elbows with that you see, oh, you're part of the group. Let's hey, you want to catch? Yeah, let's dance. <laughs> let's catch song. a cab. Yeah. Um, and so it puts you in an environment where not only are there single people, you might find a romantic relationship, you have the opportunity to build like almost a travel club of friends. Yeah. And that's what I've loved doing over the last decade is basically watching it open an, another opportunity of a network of people that love to travel, that have the money to travel, right. and that are actually going to show up and do something. Because a lot of people are, nah, 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 talk, yeah. I, want, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to travel the world. Don't they do don't it. do it. Yeah. So you get around <laughs> the kind of people that do do it. And they do actually want to live their life. And they are squeezing the, the love out of life. And what if someone considers themselves as shy or has some social anxiety or no one to travel with? It's like, I'm in, I want to do the cruise, but I can't find someone to do it with. Yeah. Are there solo cabins? How much do they cost? And we know that you kind of have these events that help them to meet others. Right, yeah. But how about, you know, do they get a roommate assigned to them if they want one, if they want to split a room? How's that work? That's a great question. So the price is really all over the place, depends on what cruise line and how many days and where you're going. But we get the best prices. You can't get better. You can meet or beat almost every price. Uh, they do have a lot more solo cabins. In fact, solo travel is increasing, I think it's like fivefold over the last couple of years, awesome. and especially women. And so the cruise lines are actually identifying that and implementing that in their ship builds. So there are solo cabins, which are naturally cheaper than a double. Also, we do the theme nights, cocktail parties, group dining, and you get the singles hostess with the mostess, you know, trying to make sure you know where you're going. As far as roommate matching goes, we always recommend people bring their own roommate. Well, we do offer roommate matching occasionally. I tell people, quite honestly, if you can afford it, it's way better to get your own room than room with a stranger mm -hmm. because you cannot tell how that's going to go. And while I have met some people that have made great friendships over roommate matching, I think more so what I hear is that the sleeping patterns are different. They snore. They're messy. This one's neat. Uh, that one will come up with the TV. This one will, it's just. So either get your solo room yeah. or. Bring a friend. Bring a I friend. I mean, at least you can. can have like a candid conversation. It's a lot to ask on a vacation with a stranger in your room that to be like, that bothers me. This bothers me. <laughs> it's your vacation. And the kind of people that we like to bring on Travel Fun are the kind of people that would want that for themselves. You know, yeah. it's, all singles aren't the same. Right. <laughs> and the cheapest isn't always the best. That's right. <laughs> and uh, we try to bring the best value. We always want, of course, we never want to overpay. We try to get the best quality value, which gets the best quality people. And usually they don't want a stranger in their room yeah so so for the single cruise is it mostly women who go do the singles get a discount by traveling and booking through our company mm -hmm. another question i know my clients will want to know do singles feel pressure to hook up oh or that's a great question a, a friendly oh. and vibe right we'll address that one because that one i definitely know people <laughs> want to know it is not a, a big sex fest that is one of the biggest misnomers of a single sailing the other one is that it's all 20 year old frat people it's not because 20 year olds don't need a cruise to date anyway. They just walk outside their door <laughs> and they don't have the money to travel really like that, like, you know, luxuriously. I tell it uh, like it's it's just like high school. There's a couple people that are promiscuous, but most people are just normal people just trying to get to know people, have some fun, have a laugh, and then there might be a love connection. It's not not everybody running around naked with their clothes off. You right. know? It's not there like you that. 
Um, Thank are you. there more women than men? Uh, there depends on the age range. The uh, 40s plus is usually a little bit more even and usually about 50, 50, 55, um, 60. But then get older, if we do the 50s or 60s plus, we always find that there's more women than men mm -hmm. the older age range we go. So we try to stay around the 40s plus for the most time to make it as even as possible. And then men love to book last minute, which really stinks <laughs> for us because cruises, they just sell out and trips sell out, resorts sell out. If you wait to the last minute, the prices get crazy and then you, you sell out. So that's always been kind of an issue. So our marketing, we try to really push to the men to get their, their yeah, stuff in early. For my singles, they know I'm 65. I'm always proud of my age. Wow. But I just said, okay, so maybe I was in the older category. But all I can say is there may be more women, but who are you bringing to the party, which is you. Right. Right. And be marvelous and be fun and you will have plenty of attention. That's yeah, all I can say. Absolutely. And I tell people too, they only need one. You shouldn't go on a single sailing trying to hook up and find the one. I've met a lot of people that have done that. And I always find it like, it's not a hunt. We're fishing, not hunting, you know, right. and it shouldn't feel like that because you're not being your true self if you're just on a mission to find a lover you know it's just not the same situation so uh, what other question and okay. we'll wrap it up because yep. i know we gotta um, go being that i'm joining forces now with yes you, i'm with so excited biz and my travel blog romance international travel which i've had for over 16 years it's really excited to be a part of that so how will my singles who know me and those who have not yet known me or met me on this last cruise benefit from joining one of the cruises that we are doing together. How would that work? When I spoke with you, it really got me excited because it's just such a win-win for everyone. You love to travel. You know, your background speaks for itself, but I think even just listening to this podcast, everybody knows that you have a heart full of wanting the best for them. Yes. You know, this is like a real passion for you. This is not just a job. And I yeah. love that. And this is something people need because Clearly, when we're getting a little older and can't find the right one and we're tripping, I think we identify, we trip over the same mistakes quite often. If we could just identify them and even in our small conversation, just identifying one of my big traumas, yeah. it's a big deal. It's it really makes me reflect. And this was only a five minute, very impromptu situation about my parenting right now, actually, but it's the legit thing. And I'm all about bringing a, a 360 win. So they come on a cruise that we're hosting together. Right. They get some FaceTime with you. They get some actual real time actually, that to listen. is a, such a big deal. Yeah. My price is a thousand an hour. So yeah. there I am for one week helping you out with any conversation you want to ask me. You have FaceTime. I, I will be speaking formally for a couple of things, teaching some educational things. My singles who have the program down, they will be showing up with all their smiling energy and will meet a ton of great people and have a fabulous time, I'm sure. So I think, it, like you said, a win-win-win win win for win. everyone. I mean, the people that we have the right people, you have the right solutions, and we provide the fun. I love mixing business and pleasure. That's one of my things. That's like, right. Come and they really can not just enjoy an incredible vacation and invest in themselves, but they can get some face time with you. And I think that's very important when anybody is making a big investment in their lives in coaching. Um, and I, I totally agree with coaching being a really important part of growth, personal growth. And it's going to give them the opportunity to understand more what you do rather than just being behind a screen and yeah. knowing who you are. And I think that makes a big difference in 
the connection that you can have with them. So I'm super excited, Rihanna, as well. And TravelFun.biz is excited. And we can't wait to have more people on your podcast. Thank you so much for coming to Pod Populi. We appreciate it. Thank you for being on my podcast, Lessons in Life and Love, with Coach Rihanna Mill. They're going to love you. They're going to love this idea. I've been wanting to speak on cruise ships for years and just didn't know how to do it. We got you, girl. I just kind of fell into (laughs) it with you. And I'm like, okay, this is the world, the universe saying this is the time. So I'm very excited to be with you. And for my singles and listeners, watch for the emails. And if you have questions, Rihanna Milne at gmail.com or you can write Shelby. Yeah, you can always find me solo travel expert. And of course, you can find us at travelfund.biz. I'm Shelby. You're fabulous. Bye-bye for now. Okay, love angels and transformers. That's all we have time for today. We want to thank Shelby Frenette of travelfund.biz the most ultimate cruise director, for being our guest today and for having me on her podcast. I appreciate you all sharing the love and the mission of helping us change the way the world loves by sending this show link to your friends and to those you love and care about. Please take a moment to subscribe to the show and give us a five-star rating and comment on what you liked about this podcast and want to learn in upcoming podcast episodes on the LessonsInLifeAndLove.com website. You can easily share the show link from there. Remember, you can reach out for help from me anytime during the week at my website, rihannamilne.com, and get my free ebook about how to have the love you deserve right on the homepage. Because as always, I am here to help you create the life you desire and to have the love you deserve. And now with romanceinternationaltravel.com, I'm going to help you find love on singles cruises. So have a wonderful, blessed, and fabulous week. We want to thank you for joining us on this episode of Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. Go to RihannaMilne.com for more resources. If you're really ready to take action to improve your life or love situation, apply now for a session with Rihanna. And remember, it's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve.